Thank you for tuning into the Sheila Zolinski show today. Hey, listen, so we've put our stuff back up on YouTube. We had so many people asking for us to put stuff back on YouTube. I know Rumble's challenging, and we did. So this is the third and final channel that we're going to attempt. So let's see how that goes. You can go to SheilaZolinski.com. And if you go to the listen page, you can find a variety of ways to listen. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and to Rumble as a backup because you know what they did to our last two channels. Again, go to SheilaZolinski.com. Podomatic is the main podcast. Make sure you do subscribe to that and the videos on Rumble and YouTube. Make sure you smash the bell on the YouTube and get notifications. And make sure you're staying in the loop. I send out an email every week with new shows, latest guests, and hot topics. Please do make sure you go to SheilaZolinski.com. Scroll down to the bottom and sign up. Just put your email in there and you will get my weekly newsletter in your email inbox. And would you become, if you're not already a partner of this ministry, would you support this important ministry? I think you'll agree that it is very much worth supporting. Will you get behind it, please? And I want to thank those of my supporters who do support the ministry. Thank you so much. And just know that we pray for you every single week. Well, I want to jump right into the program. It's my pleasure to have on the show tonight, Minister Terry Jefferson, Word of Revelation Ministries. You can find him at terryjefferson.com. And I'm going to hand Terry the mic for this very powerful show. Brother Terry, take it away. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Those of you that have your Bibles, turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. We want to talk to you today about the separating of the wheats and potatoes. God said, I'm coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, blemish. And for him to do that, that, that means he's got to get rid of the stuff that's wrong with the church. And so now the church is going through a transition. And, and this is why you kind of see so much craziness going on in churches. Uh, what's going on with this shout and this covet? I think that's just a part of it. Uh, you find out who's bound to fear and who's bound to faith. You find out who will trust God and who will trust the government. You're going to find out who's really in tune with God and who has a form of God but really don't serve God. And what God is doing is he will allow things to go on in your life just to train you for his purpose, uh, train you to be a fisher of men. Because God said uh, the whole purpose of a church is to go out there and win souls, is preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Uh, well, you got a lot of them that they're not really doing that. They're teaching and they're preaching. But it's not the real deal. You know, you got to get past your little Bible stories. You got to get past Daniel in the lion's den. You got to get past David fighting Goliath. You need to understand why he had to fight Goliath. And you got to understand what put uh, Daniel in that lion's den and what was the the purpose of, of him going up against these roaring lions, and they couldn't do nothing to him. Saints of God, there is a purpose for what goes on in your life. If you don't understand what you're fighting, it's going to be very hard to win. The word of the Lord says in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 24, it says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. God is showing you that there's a field out there and somebody planted some. Somebody's planted something. Whatever you plan in your life, whatever you 
give dominion to in your life, it's going to literally begin to shape your life. David said, in sin that my mother conceived me and I was shaped by iniquity. Well, well, your life is shaped by the way that you're brought up. So if you're brought up in, a, in, a, in an environment where you're getting cursed out, you're being put down, you're being dogged out, you're being abused. If you grew up in an environment where you might have gotten raped or molested or rejected, and, and so now these things are, are pending on you. And, and so now these events in your life or these traumas in your life can shape your life. And so now you have to come to the Lord and as God reshapes you into his image and his likeness, where those things or those bondages in your life, uh, these bondages have literally got to be broken. And the only thing that can do that is the word of God. Even the word of God says, how shall a man cleanse his ways by taking heed to the word of God? Well, the God's word once it gets planted in your life, God builds a kingdom in you, and he has to be the king over that kingdom. Before Christ came and set up camp in you, you kind of did what you wanted to. You laid how you wanted to lay and played how you wanted to play. Well, you're willing to give all that up that you might please him. So now God is training you to get control over your flesh. The word of the Lord says, in time, possess you your, your souls. All, all that means is I need you to start getting control over your thinking of what you see or what you allow through your eye gate, your ear gate. I need you to get control over your emotions. I need you to get control over your mind. I need you to get control over your flesh because the word of the Lord says in Galatians 5, the reason you can't do what you're supposed to do because the flesh is presenting you from doing it. But you got to understand if you're going to be a real believer, you got something in you that devil can't defeat. He cannot defeat your faith. He cannot defeat the word of God in you. He cannot defeat the favor of God over you. He cannot defeat the power that God drops in your life. And that power is so real, it'll take you through the hardest times in your life. And when the enemy has unleashed on you, this enemy will start taking from you. He'll start creating chaos in your life. Everything he can do to do to break you down, get you so ineffective or so caught up, so bound, you can't do what God has called you to do. And so the enemy has, has won. But you got to press in. Trials and tribulations does not stop your assignment. Rejection does not stop your assignment. The attacks of the enemy does not stop your assignment because it doesn't stop the call of God on your life. Even when you're going through, you still got to go out there and do what God has called you to do. So as men and women of God, as God builds a kingdom in you, that the king over that kingdom is Jesus Christ. He said, I'm putting, I'm telling you about a, a parable. I'm, I'm hiding things, but those that have ears to hear, they're going to find what I'm hiding. They, they're going to understand what I'm saying. He compares the kingdom of heaven to a man that was planting in his field. You are field. You are literally a field that must be planted in. And words that people speak over your life or into your life can affect your life for either good or bad. And when you have hurt in you, this is one thing you've got to understand about hurt. Hurt can traumatize you, but your hurt can traumatize the person that you fall in love with too. So because if this person is going to love you and fall in love with you, then they're going to be, if they marry you, they're going to marry your pain. They're going to marry your hurt. They're going to marry your rejection. They're going to marry your, your heartache. They marry your bad attitude. So when you talk talking about marriage, you know, for better or for worse, if you don't get control over your emotions, you make it worse because you make it hard on that person. Not telling you won't love them. You love them with everything you got. But because you can't control the things that, that are in your life, that inability to control your emotions or control your past or the things that happened to you in your past, it will make it difficult for your um, future with this person. So that's why when you come to Christ, God has to tear down all of those old things that had dominion in your life, and he has to build you up in a newness of life. So all old things have passed away. In order for God to get the old hurt and the old pain 
and the rejection out your life, he, you have to come to Christ. And, and the first thing to getting delivered is forgiveness and repentance, because you, you got to understand it's natural to fight back. It is natural to try to do things that you think will help you. It's natural to go out there and kind of, you know, build what you think or do what you think is going to help you. Uh, and many times the things that you do, you think can help you can hurt you. So this is why you got to get on your face and cry out to the Lord and, and God will begin to, to, to minister to you. When you look at this, I want you to see in this, this particular parable in verse 25, it says, but while men slept, that, that is a very, very powerful um, word there. You got to think about it. What, what are you doing sleeping? What, what, what are you doing sleeping? You, you have got to understand what God is trying to do. If God is going to make you responsible for feeding the flock of God, you can't fall asleep on the people of God. You, you can't just lay down and stop doing what God has called you to do. And, and, and one time the Lord spoke to me and said, tell my people, pay attention. God is doing something, but you're not seeing it because you're not paying attention. You have got to pay attention. If you're going to really walk with the Lord and walk in God's authority, uh, you're going to have to pay attention because this enemy is doing everything he can to stop what God is trying to do in your life. You cannot allow the devil to come in and just create chaos in your life. Listen with the word of the Lord. I want, I want to really explain this. Think about it. Who's who? Who are these men? These are the preachers, the teachers, the evangelists, the prophets. Why they slept? Amen. They weren't paying attention. They had gotten slothful. They really weren't paying attention to what was going on. They did not see what the devil was doing, and they allowed the enemy to come in and do what they do to the people of God. They allowed false teachers, false preachers, false prophets. Uh, to come in and plant some in the house uh, that was poisoning the house. And and one of the meanings of a tear is a poison has a personal enemy assigned by the devil to destroy you. When God brings people under your authority, when God makes it available for you to feed and teach and pour into the body, and God makes it available for you to help change lives and get people healed, delivered, and set free, you have personal enemies that will come in. And one of the meanings of that word enemy is those that hate you, those that are hostile towards you, those that will oppose you, those that will use their position to stop you. Amen. Those that will have bitterness against you. So when, when you come up against that, you still got to walk in the love of God and you still got to be able to go in and, and minister to people, even though you are hurting yourself. It says, but while jokers were sleeping, weren't doing what they're supposed to and weren't paying attention, those that, that hated what God was doing through them came in. And, and listen to what it said. They sold. Wow. That word sold means they came in and began to, to scatter the seed. They, they came in and began to scatter the people. And, and they began to, to say things, that do things that cause chaos in the house. And the devil can only come into church when, when somebody bring him in there. Amen. He said, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears. Tear is a poison, something something that is that that resembles the real thing, uh, something that resembles the true, but it's a lie. Uh, there's a term called simulacra simulations. Um, the Lord told me about this term years back. Uh, I did a teaching called the Matrix. It was a, um, a very in-depth teaching, and the Lord told me to to watch that movie. I really never really paid attention, but after He told me to do that, I went back and I paid attention to the movie. And there was a part in that movie where Neo, this guy, came up to Neo's door, and he literally Leo gave him he gave Leo some money, and Neo gave him a code, and he put that money in a green book. And the Lord said, "Terry, pay attention." There was something written on that book. I want you to go look it up and um, find out what it means. That book had simulacra simulations on it. And I said, okay. 
after I looked up simulacra simulations, what that means is a murdering of the truth. Presenting a lie that that seems that is so close to the truth, you can't tell the difference. And it would take the supernatural power of God and the discernment from God to know who's real and who's not, who's truthful and who's not. So you see a simulacra simulation going on in churches where they are believing lies, that they are believing stuff that's being taught that is not from God. I'm the first to tell you, you ain't going to live like the devil and think you're going to die and go back with Jesus. You ain't going to do that. You're going to have to live right. You're going to have to stand up and do right. You can't be full of hatred or bitterness. You can't be full of racism. You can't be full of uh, bigotry. You, you got to walk in the love of God. And God tells you when, when you see folk that literally hate you, I need you to pray for me to save them. I need you to pray for me to heal them. I need you to pray for me to deliver them. And, and you know, it's, it's like the scripture says, it's been said that you love your uh, friends and hate you and this and all. I need you to love everybody because what I'm planning in you, it should, it should bring a yield, I'll produce a yield of love. The seed that God plants in you should, should grow up as love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance, um, long-suffering. He said, that's what I need in you because if I'm going to save people, many of them got so much hurt and so much pain in them and so much stuff in them that needs to be healed. I got to get them to the house of God. And when they won't come to the house, I want you to go out to the highways and byways. So I need you to send you out to the world to plant these seeds of faith. And y'all got to hear me. That's why you got to encourage people and don't tear them down. Don't don't compromise with their sin, but you got to tell them the truth. Hey Amen. How can you ever get free if you're not willing to listen to the truth? He tells you you have an enemy that will say things or do things. It says amongst the wheat. And after he did what he did, he went his way. That devil would do stuff and hide his hand and you wouldn't know it. You, you wouldn't know what this devil is doing because he's doing crazy stuff. But because you have no discernment, you think it's all right. Well, stop believing everything you, you hear and stop believing everything you see. You start fasting and praying and seeking the face of the Lord. And God will put people in your life that you can trust to help feed the flock of God or give you the things that you need that can help you. Listen to me. Your pain comes from somewhere. It just don't come up, just up. I don't know what, no, something causes pain. Something causes heartache. Something causes depression or anxiety or fear or anger. Something causes that. Uh, I, I kind of got into it with a pastor here that talks about, now y'all know, uh, this is what this pastor said. Y'all know that depression is not a demon spirit. That, 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 that helpful didn't know what she was talking about. Depression is a, a number of demon spirits. What would make you think so down till you want to take your life? What would make you feel so bad, but you got everything you could ever want in life? What can make you beat yourself down, dog yourself out when God has blessed you beyond anything you can imagine, but you can't enjoy it because your mind ain't right? Well, God tells you there's a spirit of heaviness, a spirit. The heaviness, depression is a spirit. And you have people that are planning things in your life that can cause that depression. Stop listening to ignorant people and stop arguing over stuff you already know the answer to. Don't sit up and, and argue with people when you already know what to do. Listen to what he said. While men slept, when these yokes weren't doing the job, they, were, they weren't protecting the sheep the way God told them to protect the sheep. And they let these jokes come in, say some crazy stuff and get folks stirred up and cause chaos in their life. And the thing is, you didn't know it until they matured. That's what verse 26 talks about. When the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So they grew together. They looked so much alike. That word simulacra simulations, the lie looks so much like the truth. Unless God show you, you believe a lie. Lord told me about the matrix. He said, Terry, everything was a program. Everything was a program. From the bomb on the street to the preacher, the, the scientist, the doctor, the lawyer, every life that you've seen in the matrix was a computer program. They was following rules and regulations 
of a computer. But for them to get free, they had to disconnect from the source. And, and you, you want to disconnect from the source? Then come out of the world. Come out of sin. Come out of the, the anger, the hatred, or the bitterness. You got to come out of that. And you got to let God literally stand up in you. So you will not live a lie, but live a real truth. You're not a simulacra simulation. You're the real truth. And God said, when, when, when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to teach you about me. Because Jesus is the truth. It tells you when they when they grew up, then they begin to see as they was growing, stuff wasn't growing right. L look at verse 27. Very powerful. It says, so the servants of the householder came and said to him, sir, didst not thou so good seed in thy field? Well, if we knew you so, so good seeds, from whence hath it tears? How did all this wrong stuff get in here? How did all this poison get in your life? How did all this heartache and pain get in your life? What what opened the door for some to get planted in you to create chaos in your life? Well, let me tell you something. They're called generational curses. It's amazing. You can be fighting some that just, is just coming down the family line and you just don't realize it. You're fighting what you call a family problem or a family issue, but it's really a family curse that can easily be broken by the power of a most high God. Amen. He said, so the services of the household came instead, you know, we know you, you're teaching right. We know what you're doing right. But what we can't figure out is how in the world can this poison come up? Well, let me tell you something. Servants of God, they can have, you can have a good, strong church and you can teach them everything God tells you to teach. But some of them have outside people that's whispering in their ear and they give in to it. And they can go from being a good seed to a bad seed based on a lie. That's why you got to pray for discernment. You, you got to pray for God to move. You got to pray for God to come in and make a way for you. And this is what the Lord said in verse 28. And he said unto them, you know, the enemy has done this. Well, who is your enemy? Anger is an enemy. The word of the Lord says anger rested in the bosom of a fool. Well, you know, that, that's a very powerful verse. How can you be comfortable being angry all the time? How can it find a place in you and, and just rest there? Well, how, how could you be comfortable being depressed all the time? How, how can you be comfortable being bitter all the time? How, how can something of that power, that craziness find a place in you? Well, when you have unforgiveness in you, uh, it is very easy to plant stuff in you because you got to think everything you think doesn't come from you. That devil runs some crazy stuff through your mind. You got to constantly get your mind together. He said, let, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Well, how do you know what the mind of Christ is if you don't read? How do you know what the mind of Christ is if you don't worship and come to the Lord and humble yourself and repent? How, how can you know what God's will, plan, and purpose is for your life? When, when, but you praying to God for the blessings of God, but you won't serve him. So you see, that's that's the issue. You really want to know what the word of God says about your mind? It says if you read the word, it will transform your mind. God will renew your mind. God will transform your mind because you have the mind of Christ. See, as, as the word dominates your life, as God's word get in, all the stuff that, that's wrong with you has to go out. But it's not going to be without a fight. Y'all got to hear me. This is a fight. And the churches are going through because God is separating the weeks from the tares. And so now you're finding out who's real and who's not. You're finding out who's for the Lord and who's not. And and you got a lot of people. Some of them just, they operating in fear. So they can't, sometimes they make bad decisions. But even if they make those bad decisions, you still got to walk in love. Even if they do something that you don't particularly care for, you, st you still got to walk in love. You cannot allow their, their mistakes to create chaos in your life. You can't do that. You've got to walk in the love of God and pray that God would, because you are the righteousness of God, pray that, that God will move the blinders. God God literally gave me a vision of, of a darkness coming across America, this dark black cloud coming across America, and it produced death. 
and I prophesied this about 10, 15 years ago, and the Lord showed me cemeteries filled, having to go buy more land just to bury people with. And then God brought a word about, about a month ago about a sickness or a disease that's coming that's going to literally kill millions. And the only thing I know can do is, is, is a virus. I mean, a virus. And, and you got to think, why do this devil want so many people killed? Well, you got to think about it. When you're alive and you're praying, you're opposing him. Even if you ain't exactly right, but you're praying the right thing, uh, God is fighting him. So if this devil can get the so-called elite and make them think that they're going to rule this world with Satan, you, you don't rule no world with the devil. You ain't going to go to hell and rule, rule with the devil in hell. You ain't going to hell to rule. You're going to hell to be tortured. And these idiots got to, oh, we're going to have a party. No, no. Uh, it's going to be a party, but you're going to be the only one in it because you're going to be in your own little section of hell on fire. So you're going to be probably doing a whole lot of dancing and shouting and praying and everything else. Uh, this ain't no joke. This is the real deal. God is getting ready to come back. You got to get your mind up out the gutter. You got to come up and you got to go forward. And I understand the enemy is going to fight you tooth and nail to keep you from accomplishing the things that God say you can you can do and, and the things that you can have. Remember, he's a thief. A thief is the way the scripture uses that. He's an embezzler. That joke is stealing from you and you don't know it. You you might not understand why haven't I achieved certain things? Well, you got a demonic power out there knowing that if you achieve it and you get everything that God said you can have, he knows you're going to do right by it and God will multiply it. Well, he got to stop you from getting it. So you got to go forward and keep speaking the word of faith, keep standing on the word of faith, and keep going forward in the things of God. God is telling you he's going to separate the weeks from the tares. The ones that are real and the ones that are not, I'm going to show you who's of me and who's not. I'm going to show you that you got some undercover brothers that you think ain't saved. They saved. <laughs> when the Lord began to show me that about Nicodemus and, and Joseph, it just kind of blew my mind. You know, Nicodemus came by night. He was too scared to come by the day, but he came by night, you know, talking to the Lord Jesus. And Joseph, the scripture says Joseph was a, a Christian undercover. You got a lot of them. They know that they can't really go out in public and do what they need to do. But they're being so effective in the things of God undercover. It's just amazing. So you can't judge a book by its cover because you got a lot of them look saved. They full of the devil. You know, trying to make folk understand they, they got all these old crazy standards, you know, for women, no pants, earrings and makeup. And, and you know, that's 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 a bunch of foolishness. Uh, get long enough. You, you, you drop them drawers and pull that, that little Holy Ghost dress up. I'm telling you, that's why you got to be fasting and praying because your sex drive ain't no joke. It, it ain't no joke. It was put there by God and the devil would capitalize on it. And I don't mean to upset nobody, you know, because some folks, you know, you're just too weak when you can't take none. You go and let your boss cuss you out when the preacher tell you to drop, you know, to stop dropping your drawers and come out of sexual sin. You want to get all mad. You know, you can't do that. You know, it might not be the best way to say it, but it's, it's still the truth no matter how you say it. We have got to come up because what God is doing, he's separating the weeks from the tears. He's training those that he's going to really put out there. And let me tell you something. You got to continue to believe God, continue to press in with God, and you got to continue to go forward in going. That word wheat, it's a symbol of that which is true and pure and just and right. That word wheat, it shows the true child of the king, but terror shows a simulacra. It's a fake version of a wheat. It's, it's something that looks real, but ain't real. So chaos is being released in churches. You know, it's amazing. Churches shut down when this cupboard hit. It ain't stopping from drinking. It didn't stop them from going to the clubs. It didn't stop them from having sex. Even when AIDS hit. You think AIDS didn't stop sex? Them Joes just figured out a way to get around it. Well, I just used me a condom. That way you ain't going to pass none of your body fluids to me. Let me tell y'all something. Fear will only be effective so long. 
before people wake up because they got a drive so strong. You got to have a desire to serve God and a drive for him that is so strong. You will not fear what men would do to you. You will not fear what they'll try to do to you. You will trust God. Lord, you have to be like the Hebrew boys. If God deliver us, then he delivers. But if not, then we die. But we will not bow to your image. We will not bow to what you're saying. We're not bow to what you're doing. And so you got the devil coming into churches. And this is what the Holy Spirit showed me. This devil is making deals with preachers. And a lot of jokes are signing up and they're having successful ministries. You got a lot of under, undercover homosexuals that are well known, well known. And if I tell you who they were, you know exactly who I'm talking about because you see them on TV all the time. And the Lord told me, you got a lot of people that we're praying for. It, it, almost like he said, don't even pray for them because they're so comfortable where they're at. They don't want to change. Some of them don't want to do right. Well, I'm telling you today, don't stop praying for your families because I'm telling y'all, God can save them. God can save them. But when it gets down to the wire, the word of the Lord says, when he comes back, some people in the family ain't going to go because they don't want to do right. God tells you the word or your love for the word can turn your family against you. You might be the only saved person in the house, but because you, God can save the whole house. So you keep praying for the salvation of your family. You keep praying for the power of God to manifest in your family. That wheat and tear, both of them look the same, but it was the maturity that allowed you to see the difference. You got to stand your ground. You got to go forward in the things of God. You got to be able to, to face off against the stuff the enemy is bringing against your life. You got to forgive because forgiveness ties you to hurt and pain and anger and bitterness. And, and, and this devil got blacks and whites, I mean, hating each other. He knows it ain't about being black or white. It is about if he can get you to hate. And you got a lot of blacks and whites hate each other. And that hatred and racism going to send a bunch of them to hell. You got a lot of white pastors that's got a lot of blood on their hand because they would not preach against racism because they didn't want to upset the, you know, the, the prominent people in the, in the ministries. But you got a lot of black pastors got a lot of blood on their hand because they wouldn't preach forgiveness. They're as if they, it's, it's okay for you to be angry with the white devils. Well, first of all, Satan is not white. He doesn't have blonde hair and he doesn't have blue eyes. Satan is not black or brown. He ain't like that. He's a spirit, a very strong and powerful demonic spirit that is a shapeshifter that can take on any image. You got to hear me. If you have hatred and racism in you, do you realize how many people are already in hell now for that? Blacks, whites, Asians already in hell now for racism. And yet they're sit up in the house of God as if they ain't done nothing wrong. God is not pleased. You got a lot of black folks that hate whites. But, and, and it's like they can't get over slavery. And, and the Lord told me to tell them, well, was you back there during those days? Well, no, it was. I went back there. Well, well, why are you so mad about it? Well, they did that to my people, but they didn't do it to you. I've blessed you. I, I used them to help get you free. I used them to make a way and a path for you. So appreciate that and pray and seek my face and watch me help save some of them whites that hate you. And then the whites got to do the same thing. Well, you know, I hate them old blacks. They, they monkeys. You know, I'm amazed that some, you, but t t here we in the 21st century, you still got some Caucasian people think that, that black people come from monkeys. You know, well, how can we still got monkeys out there, you know? And then they got that anger and bitterness and hatred in them. And then the, the whites that tell them, man, you can't feel like that. They, they might not be us, but you got to understand they still children of the king. And if we got that hatred in our heart toward them, we going to die and go to hell. Blacks, if you got hatred in, heart towards, in your hearts toward white people or Asian people, uh, you, you're going to die and go to hell. It, it's just that simple.
God's love is real. God's love is real. And it's so real, it will affect all those around you. People know when you have real love in you. You know, some people are very, very loving and very kind, but they don't take no mess. You ain't going to just roll up on them and, and talk to them any kind of way and dog them. They ain't going to let you do that. And, you know, you got a lot of folk that love God, but you push them out there, put them things on you and repent when they get through tearing your head up. And, you know, some people you can't you can't do you can't treat people in a kind of way. Some people are very passive, gentle, loving and kind. You know, you dog them out and they just, you know, just kind of get away from you just so you won't have that opportunity to keep dogging them out. But some folks you do that, too. They will put them things on you and give you something to think about. But you got the real and the fake. And they're right there in the churches now. Uh, I was saying earlier, you got a lot of cats to make deals with the devil. The Lord allowed Satan to come. I seen he, he when he came to me, God let this devil come into my dreams. He's a very, that might have been about six, four, six, five, built like a big old power lifter. Perfect body. Dress, I mean, dressed to the T. Very well dressed. Nice shoes. This devil had a suit on so nice, it was ridiculous. He had a very strange skin tone. He looked like he was a, a biracial looking type person. And this devil told me, why won't you serve me? I, you lost your mind. You was in the glory of God. You had a chance to experience his glory every day. You was allowed to be next to him and serve him. And you stupid enough to think you can outdo him. How could you dare fight somebody? All they had to do was speak or think and you can appear. You crazy. You crazy. I said, man, you, you, you crazy. You, you're a fool. You had it all and you threw it all away. He said, but if you serve me, I'll give you a big church. I'll give you plenty of women. I'll give you all the money you can spend. I said, well, look here. Uh, I got a big old church. Ain't many folk in it, but I got a big church. All the women I need is in my sweetie pie. I call her my juicy tenderoni. All the women I need is wrapped up into her. My girlfriend, my lover, my partner, it's all wrapped up into her. And he said, but I can give you plenty of money. Well, I got that too. I just ain't figured out how to get it yet, but it's coming. Just give me a little time. God showed me it's coming. And I said, I don't even know how you got in my dreams, but I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And I command your nasty tail to go right now. And that devil turned around and walked off. And the Lord showed me that he came to a lot of preachers. And a lot of them came to him and made covenants with him. And that's why their ministries are so important. Y'all guys, they're, they're prospering, but they're operating on the demonic power. They're operating on the Antichrist spirit. And out of that Antichrist spirit is coming all of these signs, wonders, and miracles. And you know how I say in Revelation, they have three spirits like frogs. They had like frogs. The spirits like frogs coming out of the, these frogs coming out of the mouth of the false prophet and, and, and the Antichrist. I'm telling y'all, the wheats and tares is a very serious issue right now. You, If you're going to be real, stand up and be real. If you're going to be real, stand up and do what God has called you to do. Do not let this devil make you bitter or full of anger or hatred. Uh, don't let him do that. You have got to be able to stand your ground and fight off wrong feelings, wrong, wrong emotions. The word of the Lord says in Proverbs, you got to get control over your mouth. You got to get control of your eyes. You got to get control of your ears. You got to get control over your feet because God don't want you going anywhere, looking at anything or saying anything, or acting in any kind of way. God wants you to walk, walk in his love so that when he sends you out there, even if you are not a very good witness, if you just live right, you are a witness. Just do right. Just do right. You'll be amazed how God can can save people based on your attitude and based on your obedience. These tears are poison, but they look good enough to eat. You got to hear me. You got mushrooms that look the, the ones that know mushrooms know that some of them are very poisonous and, and some of them will take your life. Some people are very poisonous and they can cause you to lose your life. Don't sit up here and connect with the wrong people when you know that every time you get with them, you get in trouble. 
that's on you. You know, some people you got to cut them off and, and let it be a distant love type thing. Like Marvin said, distant lover. You can love them, but it have to be from a distance because they ain't right. You repent whenever they get you and you start saying crazy stuff. You repent, pray for them and ask God to help you so you won't word curse them. Tears word curse folk. Tears poison folk. Tears make it difficult for folks. Tears are gossipers and homongers. Y'all got to hear me. Satan is a homosexual. Satan is a liar. Satan is a thief. Satan is a murderer. Satan is a, a child molester. And what do you find it at? It's sad, but you can find all that in the house of God. It's sad, but you can find all of that in the house of God. Saints of God, God said the world is a field that Satan is planting into. And look at the people. My God, I've never in my life seen so many people so fearful. You can see them riding down the road in their car. and They don't know one in the car and they got a mask on. Come on. Now, you are you that scared uh, that you're going to poison yourself? Saints of God, wake up. A mask is not going to stop a virus. It ain't going to do it. God spoke to me and said, the only thing going to stop that virus, he told us about four or five years ago, get your immune system up. Get your immune system up. And when you start getting your immune system up, you are not going to get COVID. It's just that simple. And I'm telling y'all, fear has taken over. I mean, this this thing basically affected the whole world. You have got to be ready to, to stand for holiness and stand for righteousness. If you're going to be real, you can't let nobody just dump stuff in your life. You can't sit up and, and let their anger or their words or their rejection shape your life. You can't do that. When you are in covenant with somebody, you got to understand uh, that covenant is very much affected by what you allow in. If you connect with somebody, it, it, like the word of the Lord says, how can, can two walk together except they be in agreement? Well, I, I'm not in agreement with depression. I'm not in agreement with anger or bitterness. I'm not in agreement with unforgiveness. I'm not in agreement with racism. I'm not in agreement with homosexuality. Uh, I have cousins and friends that are homosexual. I love them. They're some of the sweetest, lovingest people that, that you can know. But in spite of that, they're still going to die and go to hell. And when you tell them that, you know, you tell them very loving and very kind and, and you try to, you know, make them understand uh, you say you love God, then you have to fight to defend that love. You have to fight to please God. God said, if you love me, then obey me. Well, if you love God, you're going to have to come out of the sin that you're in and you're going to really have to trust that God is going to make a way out of no way for you. I'm telling y'all, God is separating the weeds from the tares. God is causing people that really want to love him, making them understand what they're going to have to go through to, to stand in holiness and stand in righteousness. The further you draw from the television and draw from the world, the stronger you're going to get in going. And the more time you spend with his majesty, the more you're going to see and the more you're going to hear. It, it said men while men slept. Well, the churches, some of these churches are asleep because they ain't preaching nothing to help the people of God. It's amazing. You can go in some churches and all they do is praise and worship and jump and shout and hoop and holler, but they don't ever preach. We had a young lady. I was on the radio the whole hour. She'd be on there 30 minutes. And all she'd be doing is speaking in tongues. And I'd come behind her and I, I blessed her. I said, now, this this person that came on before me, what did y'all get out of that? Nothing. You ain't got no interpretation. All they're doing is speaking in tongues. Well, I'm praying in the spirit. Well, pray in the spirit by yourself. Why you on the radio talk to give somebody something that's going to help them? Because that was a waste of time. How are you going to sit up and help me and you praying in the Holy Ghost and I don't understand what you're saying? I ain't getting nothing from it. I don't have discernment. I don't even really know what's going on. All I hear is you speaking this crazy language. Well, how that's going to help me? I am amazed. And they get mad at you when you try to, when you put them on blast, you know, trying to make them understand that didn't help me at all. 
What can you tell me right now that's going to help me? And you got a lot of these jokers that they're so ignorant. It makes me angry because you got a person battling depression, almost suicidal. And all they're talking about is baptism in Jesus name and speaking in tongues as if baptism in Jesus name is going to stop a spirit of suicide. It ain't going to do that. You got to cast that devil out. You got to take authority over that spirit and cast it out. Okay, now that I'm wearing no earrings or pants or makeup, I ain't going to the movies. Now I ain't got nothing to do, so I'm sitting at home all the time. I'm I'm dressed the way you want me to dress, but my attitude hasn't changed because I'm still hurting on the inside. What you going to do about that? I, I kind of got into it with this one pastor. I said, well, look, if this girl is suicidal, okay, you preaching holiness, uh, and she, she bows to your holiness, but her internal hurt and internal pain has not changed. How are you going to fix that? I was talking to a Jehovah's Witness. You got somebody that's suicidal. They come into your church, and they demonize. How y'all going to help them? Well, we'll put them out. What? You mean to tell me these people about to take their life and you'll put them out the church and if the demons start manifesting them, you're going to just throw them out? Y'all ain't no church. Y'all a bunch of hypocritical people that claim to be on wheat in your tears. Don't sit up and talk to me about how much you love Jehovah and you treating me like a dog. I don't want to hear it. Don't talk to me about, oh, I love the Lord and whatever the Lord tells me to do. Well, God tell you, help feed these folk. They starving, but nah, I ain't giving them nothing. They need to go out and get a job. Well, God didn't tell you God didn't get him. He told you to feed him. How are you going to sit up and talk about you love God? Because you're a tearing not a wheat. When you walk in real love, you're going to help. When you walk in real love, God will convict you and you'll try to help these folks. And even if you can't help, at least you'll pray for them and, and speak a word for them to the Lord. God, send somebody who can help them. I can't, but send somebody who can. So there's a big difference between wheats and tares. And the reason there's a divide in the house of the Lord, because God is showing you who's real and who's not. God is showing you who's going who's gonna to really walk in his love and who's not. And, and I'm telling y'all to be amazed. You got these little cliques in churches that's mind boggling. All the ones that pay big tithes, they hang together. And all the ones that can't pay tithes uh, and what little bit they get, they do so. Oh, they look down on. It's, it's a shame when my relationship with you is based on how much I can give you or sow into you. Man, that's a that's a joke. That's a joke. You got pastors that if you don't tithe, they ain't gonna spend no time to pray, talk to you or pray with you. Ain't gonna do that. Well, we ain't like that. But you know, it'd be nice if you can sow some money. But if not, don't worry about that. You come. Well, we can help you. We gonna help. Hey, Amen. I remember the Lord told me, Terry, help my people. I'm sending there for y'all to help them. And but we'll be struggling financially by ourselves. I said, okay, Lord. We messed around and started helping people. And even though we were, you know, kind of taking the money and, and sowing into the people like the God told us to help them. And because of that obedience, uh, the money increased. Lord, you are off the chain. Ain't nobody like our God. He is the most awesome that ever has been and ever will be. God can make stuff work when you think it won't. God will make people yield when you think they can't. I'm telling y'all, God said, please me. And I make them ones that don't like you. I make them bow at your feet. He said, please me, seek ye first me, because I am the kingdom, and I am the power, and I am the might, and I am the glory. He said, put me first, and watch me make everybody else do what I need you to do, need them to do for you. Because I heard him say, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm saying to him, I know why, because I'm pleasing my God. That's why. Thanks to God, get back in your word. Start back fasting. Get back up. Don't let this devil talk you into doing stuff that you know ain't right. Stop compromising with the word of God. If you know that you're going to die and be judged and God's going to judge you for everything that you do, some people think, well, I just repent. Well, you might not be able to repent. You got to get stuff right and you got to get stuff right now. And, that, you know, another thing God showed me, some people have done so much craziness and so much ungodliness. They, they think that somebody some people don't see it. You don't do stuff around prophets. Real prophets see what you're doing. You'll be amazed at stuff that God showed me people are doing. And the Lord tell me, don't say nothing. Just be still and watch me. When I get them, I'm going to let everybody see it. Oh, saints of God. 
You pray for them. You walk in love and pray, God, Lord, don't let the devil kill these people. Please, Lord, don't let the devil kill these people. Saints of God, you pray for people. You love them. And you do what you can to be a blessing to them. You don't let them make you angry to the point you're bitter and you word cursing them. You can't be praying, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, kill that devil. You can't do that. God said, I didn't come to kill them. I came to save them. So you got to pray, God, even though they're wrong and they ain't right. Father, I'm needing you to pray. I'm praying for their salvation. God said, I'm not willing that any man should perish, but all would come to repentance. Well, God wants to save everybody. And the Lord told me um, salvation is so simple. There's no excuse for people going to hell. There's no excuse. And the Lord said, I'm the only one that can save you. I'm the only one that can pay that penalty. I'm the only one can wipe sin out. I'm the only one that make you that can remake you and make you fresh and new. I'm the only one. And if you don't let me do that, when you die, you start payment on your sin. All them things that I was trying to forgive you of and, and pay for so I can wipe it out. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't receive that. So now that you're dying and you're dead and you're in hell, you're paying for the penalty of sin in your life. Don't take a chance on your soul. Don't do that. God is separating the weeks and the tears because it, we're winding down to the last mile of the way and the enemy is stirring up because he knows he has but a short time. That's why this devil is stirring up and that's why people are getting more crazy. The word of the Lord says darkness and gross darkness. Darkness is going to be over the land and gross darkness over the people. I, I guess one of the simplest ways to explain that folk going to lose their mind and a lot of them still going to be right there in the church. They ain't going to leave the church. They'll be in the building. They just won't be a part of the church. They'll look like us and talk like us and shout like us, but they will not be a part of us. Some people know how to play the game, and they play it so well. If God didn't tell you they lying and they of the devil, you wouldn't know it. So that's why you buckle down and do what you got to do as a servant of God. I don't care how mad they get you. Repent when they make you angry and you want to cuss them right out and put them hands on them and lay hands on them. And not for prayer, you got to repent, Lord. I'm ready to knock this joke out. This joke did some crazy. I'm ready to let that joke have it. Help me not to be angry like that. And God will step in and he will release his anointing in your life. And that anointing will help you to love. So that's why God is separating the weeds from the tares because he's getting ready to come back for the church and he's coming back without for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. I'm not coming back for a drunk church or a homosexual church. I'm not coming back for a white church or a black church or a Jewish church. Ain't but one church. And God said, only way in the kingdom, you got to be born again. And some people say, well, I'm Jewish. I don't care what you are. You still got to be born again. Well, my daddy was a deacon. What Your daddy can't repent for you. My, my granddaddy was a pastor. Well, your granddaddy can't repent for you. You got to do it for yourself. And some people try to use their, their forefathers' positions to claim their position in God. No, you can't do that. You got to repent. Except you repent, you all likewise perish. So you got a lot of death coming through the house of God. And you got to have folk that's going to that's got to understand what God is trying to do in this last hour. He is waking people up. That's why people are getting radical. And God got and God showed me some soldiers so raw and uncut. They'll hit the streets and they don't care what you say. You got to jump on them or kill them. But they'll be right back out there the next day preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. I, I, and I'm telling y'all, God showed me heaven. He showed me some of the rewards. Y'all have no idea how awesome our God is. God showed me the dimensions that the way he showed me when God took me to heaven back in 82, we was in heaven. I, I saw the throne of God. The throne of God is as big as a skyscraper. It was it was bigger than buildings. It was so huge. And there were so many people standing around the throne of God. Everybody was worshiping. Everybody was praising. And it's like synchronized praise, synchronized worship. And, and the Lord showed me uh, the, the river, the, the crystal rivers that surround the throne of God. And you can literally see all the way to the bottom. But this angel of the Lord that was escorting me, 
He said, Terry, look, look to your right. As I looked to my right, I saw these mountains and, and literally it's like a, a dimension opened up. There was a world behind that. And then that opened up and, and this went on and on. And you had all these dimensions of worlds that, that, that God operates in. I'm telling y'all, God is a whole lot bigger than what we can explain. Our God, you cannot think past God's abilities. You can't do that. We are very limited in our understanding of what he is and who he is and how he can come. We are. But when you get to know him one on one, his love will manifest in your life. And when God's love is really in you, you ain't going to be walking around building anger all the time because that love will fight against that. And anger is not the issue. Sin is. It says, be ye angry and sin not. So God ain't got no problem with you being angry. He got a problem with you sinning because of your anger. So when these devils come in and say crazy stuff to you, you might have to walk away from them, but love them and pray for them and ask God to save them. You'll be amazed how God will come in and change your life. God will detach you from all this demonic stuff that's plaguing you. He'll detach you from all this demonic stuff that's causing chaos in your life. Uh, our God is able. God, God is not weak. God is not dead. God is alive. And, and the thing that makes God so awesome is everything is alive to God. Inanimate objects that we see is like a rock. They'll cry out in the presence of God. So everything is alive. You know God got to be beyond awesome if you got all these millions of species of animals and God designed them all. He designed instincts. He designed reproductive systems. I am amazed how God, how awesome our God is. Saints of God, you got to come up. You got to come up now. God don't expect you to be perfect, but he expects you to strive for perfection, maturity. God, you know, you ain't going to get to the point you ain't going to sin. You ain't going to do that. All God wants you to do is sin less. You know, you, you ain't going to be sinless, but sin less. Do less sin. And, and as you start getting that maturity and that strength in you, you ain't going to keep falling prey to all the things that, that angered you, a, a bitterness that come in and can make you crazy. Our God is real. And our God will make a way out of nowhere and he'll do it just for you. But you have got to stand your ground and you got to start repenting and start getting back in the word. Thank you, Father. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord said there's someone that is listening. He's been dealing with you, but you ain't been paying attention. You have not been paying attention. Uh, the Lord said there are things you're asking for. I showed you how to get it, but you have not put forth faith to go get it. God said, I've given you ideas. Thank you, Father. Uh, God said, I've given you ideas. I've given you dreams. I've given you visions. Uh, but you started praying to me for these things, and I'm putting it right there for you to get, but you just have not stepped out on faith to get it. Press in with God and watch God begin to open the doorways, the windows of heaven, and he's going to bless you. He's going to take you forward. Glory to God. Uh, there's someone, you're battling rape. You got raped as a very small child. And, and, and just, you just never got over it. But the Lord said, you got to turn it over to me and watch me begin to bring deep-rooted healing for the deep-rooted hurt that is in your life. That hurt will keep you bitter and angry because it's hard to believe the people that you trusted could do this to you. Well, God is healing you right now. Right now, God is healing you. Father, whoever this is, I pray for him now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak to that demonic hurt and pain. I close those demonic doorways. I, I speak the anointing to attack the demonic strong men that have been signed 
to bring destruction in this person's life. I bind and break that curse off of them right now in Jesus' name. Father, I speak to every demonic, unclean, familiar spirit. Uh, go now in Jesus' name. I bind up the demonic powers of depression and anxiety and fear. I cast those demonic powers down now in the name of Jesus. And Heavenly Father, there's someone, thank you, Father, uh, you have so many ideas. You are a writer, but but you're too lazy to write. Get you, get off your lazy backside and write. Write. God is giving you books. Amen. Father, whoever this is, I pray for their strength. I bind up demonic distractions in their life. I bind up the demonic powers being sent to them. I break all the demonic word curses and the legal holes off of their lives right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I loose the strength of the Lord to build them up. God, open their spiritual eyes and their spiritual ears and let them see in your spirit, from your spirit, what you need them to do how you need them to carry themselves right now i bind up all the demonic cords that have been released against the people of god i bind up all the demonic powers that are killing and stealing and destroying the people of god i bind and break these curses now in jesus name father i bind up powers of jezebel and ahab i bind up spirits of belial I bind up spirits of Bezabah, I bind up all the demonic Egyptian spirits. I bind up all the demonic Babylonian spirits, Chaldean spirits. I bind up spirits of Philistine. Uh, I bind up all demonic idolatry, Makatamoshe. Uh, there's someone, thank you, Father. Uh, there's someone, money is your God. God said, money cannot heal you, but I can. Uh, money cannot save you, but I can. Thank you, Father. And there's someone, thank you, Father. That there's someone, you, you're a regular church goer, you, you do go to church and you're a good tither, but your spirit is not right because you're judging people because they can't give what you give. They, they can't do what you do. And you're looking down on them. God said, you don't do that no more. Or I'll take what you got. And you'll be in the same position they in. You need to repent, whoever you are. Father, I bind up this demonic power of mind control right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I bind up this demonic power. Um, thank you, Father. That someone, uh, thank you, the Lord just showed me this. Your bondage is coming from what you're watching on television. It's like these spirits are coming out of the TV and you're so consumed with what you're watching to, to they're literally getting a stronghold in your life. And, and God needs you to stop being so bound to a TV and start spending more time with him. Father, right now, I bind and break that demonic power of mind control. I bind and break that demonic power of, of frustration. I bind up the demonic power that will keep them from being steadfast in Christ. Father, I bind up all the condemnation of the enemy that's coming against them. I bind up depression and anxiety and fear. I bind up all the demonic strongholds uh, and the pits and the barriers and the wiles of the enemy and the devices of the enemy. We bind these demonic powers and we loose the weapons of God's warfare to attack the demonic strong men that's coming against the saints of God. Attacking the struggle, the demonic powers of darkness that will try to blind the minds of the saints of God. Father, we have your mind. We will never lose our mind. We have the mind of Christ. Father, we thank you right now. We lift up Sister Sheila Zelensky and, and her show, God, to ask you to continue to expand her territory. Begin to expand and continue to give her the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding to go forward in the things of God. Father, everything that we try to attach to her that is ungodly, I bind and break those demonic cords now. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Father, we pray for you to just continue to be, let her be the voice that, that you need to minister to those that have not, to minister to those that don't know and understand. We pray, God, that you will continue to bless her and bless all that she has. God, that you continue to use her to speak the word of truths that set people that are in captivity and bondage free. And Father, I thank you that your power meets every need. Thank you, Father, because of our covenant with you, everything we need has already been provided. And right now, Father, I bless the people of God. I bless the throne of God. I bless the name of God. 
Father, right now in Jesus' name, we loose as many legions of giant war and angels to stand guard. God, begin to minister to those that are in need. God, the ones that are looking for something and don't even know what they're looking for. Right now, Father, we break all demonic legal homes, curses, word curses off of the people of God. We bind this spirit of death that has been unleashed against our world. We bind up the demonic chaos. We bind up lawlessness. We bind up the demonic forces that are literally trying to take the people of God out and to put their light out. God, we bind up the demonic dragons and snakes and animalistic spirits. God, we bind up demonic witchcraft operating in churches. Spirits of divination right now in Jesus' name. We bind up strange fire in the house of God. Oh, God of heaven, we need you tonight. We need you to stand up in your people tonight. We need you to prepare us for war. We need you to get us prepared for what is coming down this road. God, help us to be so sold out that nothing will separate us from your love. Nothing will separate us from your purpose. God, we come to you and we petition you this night for the strength to go all the way. God, we bind up and break curses of premature death. We command our bodies to come into divine order. We bind up heart attacks and strokes and aneurysms and blood clots. God, we bind up this demonic poison they're putting in people. Oh, God of heaven, we bind up spirits of pharmacia. We bind up this snake spirit that would literally try to plunge into the hearts of men. God, help us to guard our hearts. Help us to guard our minds. God, help us to be obedient to you no matter what it costs. Help us to go forward in you. Right now, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. God, open our eyes. Give us discernment. Help us to know what it's going to take to please you. Help us to follow your lead. God, move rebellion or disobedience out of our lives. God, this devil has made us slothful and lazy and trying to wear us down. I bind that in the name of Jesus. Help us, Father, to go forward. Help us to be so sold out to you that we'll be steadfast, always abounding, unmovable in the things of going. God, I bind up any demonic retaliation or backlash for just getting the word tonight. We bind up any demonic attacks in our dreams, demonic attacks on our finances or our health. We bind up the demonic powers of darkness that would literally try to put us in blindness. We will see because the Holy Spirit has opened our eyes. God, protect our children and grandchildren from the demonic pool of the world. We bind up this confusion and error spirit. We bind up the demonic powers of witchcraft in our churches. God, we lose the weapons of God's warfare to attack the wickedness operating in the atmosphere. We bind up Egyptian spirits. We bind up Babylonian spirits. We bind up Philistine spirits. We bind up idolatry, God, where people are worshiping everything but you. We bind up all forms of lust. We bind up the demonic powers that will try to destroy our emotions. We bind those demonic powers that would literally try to run us crazy. We have the mind of Christ. We'll never lose our mind. We pray your divine protection in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Powerful show. Very quickly in the last part of the program, Terry, give out the information for how folks can get in touch with you. Um, uh, just, just Google Apostle Terry Jefferson, uh, Word of Revelation Ministries. All the information you need will come up. Give us a call at the church. And we'll, give you, we'll try to give you a call back within three to seven days. If I haven't called you back, call me and remind me again because there's so many people that call. Yeah. Uh, the number at the church is 706-689-9004. Please give us a call. And what we can do, we can, we can, if we can help, we will. We will. Amen. We'll Thank it. you, Brother Terry, so much. Really powerful. Folks, share this program and reach out to Terry and let him know you heard him on the program. Really, really powerful stuff. Terry, thank you for coming on today, and I really want you to come back and see us again real soon. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you, Terry. Folks, that was Pastor Terry Jefferson, Word of Revelation Ministry. They're over there in Columbus, Georgia. Again, that's terryjefferson.com.
Don't forget all the information for the show is linked below in the description. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. Remember to bookmark SheilaZelinski.com and you can go to the listen page and there are a variety of ways to listen, including the podcast, subscribing to our podcast. Make sure you do that and become a patron today. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. Good night and God bless you.